Welcome to Duct Tape and Paperclips. I'm Nathan Hartswick. And I'm Annie Russell. This is the show where we rewatch, review, and ridicule every episode of MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods. That's right. And today we are breaking down Season 3, Episode 13, Thin Ice. Thin Ice. We're going to find out how that holds up. First, we're going to catch up. We're in a backyard, Annie. We are. Together. We're in a backyard. That means you may hear uh, the occasional delighted uh, children's screams next door. <laughs> Uh, a few dog barks, maybe some birds, uh, but it's lovely out here. It is lovely out here. It is summer in Vermont, and so I'm spending as much time up here as I can. Yeah, what um, are you doing here? You're all by yourself. Your partner didn't come with you. No, I um, I had like a friend. Um, we have a tradition every year, or at least prior to COVID, um, we always go to the Vermont Brewers Fest. Um, oh, you're up for that. Which is something that uh, my friends uh, enjoy doing. And this was the first year that we did it post-COVID. And mm. so we did go on Thursday night because we're old and we don't want to <laughs> go to the ones where people are going to be drunk and screaming. Right. Um, Saturday and is a shit show there. Yeah. So good luck at the club um, when people are, <laughs> are coming to, We used to worry that. about that. There have been years where people are stumbling up from the Brewers Festival on the waterfront and they have to kind of walk past our doors where they would be like, you know, puking on the sidewalk out front or something. But most of them didn't come in. It was not like we always thought our bar was going to get slammed with like, you know, people wanted to continue the party but those people go to like the bars downtown they don't stumble into our bar right really. right right right. Um, half of them probably didn't even know we had a bar so but i do remember i only went there a couple of years and i do remember like there's always the opportunists to like if you hang out long enough you will find extra tickets just like on the ground or like walk up to someone who seems like or who's leaving and be like got any extra tickets and you can get so drunk for free at that place once you it's get in it's so funny to me because i have never walked away from that fest particularly drunk yeah. because I have always just had you know the, it's like a sipping thing yeah. yeah well the tickets that they give you and you just like taste some things and I typically don't even use all the ones that they give me but for those who are trying yes. <laughs> like you can go through all of those tickets you can purchase more now yeah, right. um, and I'm sure you get gifted you know things that are just uh, you know especially when it was like the the single ticket style now it's like a punch card okay all right. um and so, yeah, so I have never really experienced that. So it's always funny to me when I hear people talk about like the drunk zombies who yeah. are like coming up, up. Maybe it's gotten better. It also was for several years, it was the kind of thing where they would put the, because you have to buy tickets to get in. Yes. And to, they would put the tickets on sale online and like literally within like eight minutes, it would sell out the whole weekend. Yeah. I think pre-pandemic, it really was like that. Yeah. I think I got the sense that it was really chill this year. And I will say, I am i don't feel bad about talking about this because I actually had a really good experience with them. So we did get our money refunded um, because they ran out of beer. Um, what? <laughs> about two hours in. There, so Thursday night was like a smaller night and they had fewer brewers, which is why my friends and I chose that one. We're like, okay, we're going to go to the low key chill mm. one. That's like kind of all Vermont breweries that we would visit anyway. And we'll just hang out. Um, but the brewers didn't bring enough beer for mm. whatever reason. I don't know why. And so at a certain point, you know, more and more were 
closing up their tents and then the the lines for the ones that did have beer left were like egregious and so i will say that the festival handled it better than i've ever seen like a problem like this handled Mm. i've been a part of a lot of festivals (laughs) and (laughs) that go south a lot you know comedy and otherwise where (laughs) things just don't happen the way they're supposed to because there's a lot going on and um they handled it really well they made an announcement and said hey if we hope you're having a good time, but if you feel like you didn't have a good time, uh, just stop and see us on the way out and mm. we'll be happy to refund your money. And so, um, wow. yeah, they, they were very, um, gracious and classy about it. I so. guess, yeah. I guess that's, uh, a good lesson for them to learn the first night of the thing. Right. Yes. I was also thinking like you said comedy and otherwise, and I'm like so many co- quote unquote comedy festivals are run by, like, by comedians who have never done anything Absolutely. like that before at that level of logistics. And I, I assume when it's a brew fest that's been operating for many years and it involves like the liquor board and like, you know, all this stuff, I'm sure they have their shit together. Right. Mostly. Mostly. I mean, I have gone in the past, like I've said many times and I've never seen this before. So yeah. this, I don't know if, it was like supply chain. I don't know if it was something to do with the contracts of yeah, how right. much beer but, people but I'm, brought. But I'm talking about like the way they they chose to deal with it. Like, the way they chose to know. deal with it, it was very, I mean, there was no defensiveness. Right. It was just very like, yeah. we're getting out in front of this. We're going to be really gracious. So yeah. I think it's like a good lesson for people who are like right. in any kind of hospitality. It's like you <laughs> yeah. will make more money in the long run because totally. people are walking away with a really good experience as opposed to grumbling and walking away and i had a friend that i went with say like this was like this is making me more likely to come back sure. because yeah. it went poorly but then they handled it we really do that well stuff, like all the time the comedy club it's just like we we, we did have a, a a policy pre-covid that was like really there are no refunds unless it's like a really ridiculous thing like the fire alarm goes off or like yeah. it's like the our show fault, doesn't you know? happen yeah. for some reason um, but we were like if you come and you didn't read the website and you didn't take any uh, look at the clips or whatever and you don't like the comedian well it's all very subjective like i can't give you your money back just because you didn't like the comedian but post-covid we've made this decision that like if you buy tickets and for any reason you're like i have a tickle in my throat it's we just give you your money back we don't mess around with it of course there are people who are going to abuse it but it's just worth it in the long run yeah um well should we dive into this episode let's do it um, all right, we need a quick summary of this episode, which uh, Annie's going to read off of the IMDb page for this one. Oh, I'm excited for this one. Okay, so MacGyver returns to Minnesota to help his old hockey coach take his high school team to the state championships. The toughest part, however, is dealing with the violent temper of their star player. Okay. Holy shit. I don't know if it's violent. And I, I don't know if I agree I'm excited ab- about this one. <laughs> you said you were excited about this one. Um, w- what was your first impression of this uh, this episode? I'll say that. Um. All right. Well, before I say that, I need to reveal how... <laughs> I watched this episode to you, which okay. is that I watched it at 1.75 speed, yes. which I wish I could have is that. you can you can oh, get a Chrome no. extension that will allow you to do that Holy on shit. Prime. And oh my god, <laughs> am I watching every MacGyver oh episode at this speed from now on? Oh no! Oh no! You oh now I feel like like a sucker for having sat through this specific episode. <laughs> it for 45 really minutes. made it move along oh my god um it was here i am thinking i'm going to be able to commiserate with you about how fucking long and slow and boring (laughs) this episode is and you're like yeah got through it in 20 minutes (laughs) it 
It was really so. I do have to credit um, my friend and colleague Roger Cormier, um, <laughs> who I do a succession podcast yeah. with. And at a certain point, he revealed to me that he was watching the okay. succession episodes at a high, at a faster pace. And I remember this, and I remember you were mad at and him. And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, but that's succession. <laughs> right, I right. mean, you can't it's watch prestige television. Like Come on. that's you, the timing is everything. Like yeah. the the humor." And he you know explain to me he's like no i just do that for the first time so i can get the memes out for the twitter and all this stuff the and first then, time that's and then worse. i rewatch, you know again to to take detailed notes and i'm like okay dude whatever but for whatever reason i decided this is the episode of macgyver that yeah. i was going to try this out yeah which i did and holy shit did it make <laughs> this uh, so much better. Yeah. Also, the hockey scenes were so funny. Um, at the speed, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can <laughs> because imagine. it just looked really cool. Oh um, my god! But I mean, yeah. the hockey scenes for me were literally the most boring part. I was like, I could not care less about this. I'm sure if you care about hockey, it's fun to watch. But I was like, snooze. Yeah, I will say that like. I can't imagine what watching this in real time must have been because <laughs> it seemed like they were speaking normally at yeah, 1.75. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It was so bad. Well, let's talk about the actual plot of the episode um, or lack thereof. The, the thing that like will stick with me about this episode, if I even remember it, is just the fa the, the absolute dearth of any real MacGyverism or, or yeah, intrigue or anything. this was like anything. not an episode of MacGyver. No. And, and like I was furious at first i was like yeah. so he's just a hockey coach in this <laughs> yeah, episode right. for no reason whatsoever yeah. it has nothing to do with this job it has nothing to do with anything i mean pete wasn't there so yeah. we got that going for us i guess <laughs> but like uh, just the fact that he is just stepping in as a hockey coach and is giving really uneven advice uh, yeah, to right? the player. Um, yeah. That is... Yeah, at the end, the note I took at the end of the episode, so he, uh, MacGyver gives this like speech to the kid to try to keep him from quitting. And it's all about how MacGyver, he himself, got an injury and never was able to know whether he could be the right. best or what have you. And that's all fine and dandy, but like, it's so clear that this kid has been traumatized physically and mentally by this sport his whole goddamn life. Yes. And he's trying to extricate himself from this toxic environment. And even MacGyver is like, you'll never know if you could have been the best if you don't push through this. And I'm like, let the kid quit. Let him quit. I know. And he has like the, the stage father of a dad yeah, who right. is like pushing him and right. pushing him. And so it's very, um, it, yeah, it was, it was cringeworthy to see that like, so this kid, for those of you who haven't seen the episode, essentially their star player is known more for fighting yes. than he is for playing the game of hockey. But he's super talented. But he's super talented yeah. and everybody loves him. And for some reason, there's a really bad NHL team um, right. that is a, the villain in this episode yeah. for some reason yep. uh, that likes him because of the fighting. Right. And so the the central tension if there is one is MacGyver wants him to play the right way and he yes. wants to focus on the love of the game and the sport it's a sportsmanship episode yes yeah. and it's a mentoring episode and he it's does, a hot-headed youth episode yes he wants him to lean out of the fighting even if it means he misses out 
on the NHL, which is completely at odds with MacGyver's other advice, which is keep going and see yeah. how far you could go. I'm like, well, he has an NHL offer already that you are it's telling true. him not to take. But he's he does have a moment where he says something to the effect of like, what does it say to you that this is the only team interested in you? Is this like violent team? Like there will be other there will be other opportunities if you play the right way, right? Yeah, but the idea that there would I I just I'm really hung up on this. <laughs> the idea that there would be one. Only one in NHL team yeah. <laughs> that is the violent team. Right. And they're playing against what? Nonviolent yeah, teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a violent do, sport. Yeah. yeah. How does that work? Like it doesn't the villain did not make sense no, to me. It's a this whole thing felt like an after school special to me. Yes. Um this is a line I wrote down. Hockey's in my blood. I understand that. Just take the blood out of your hockey. Yeah, that was my that <laughs> was so the highlight <laughs> um line for me. Yep. I yeah, that that was the cheesy um, you know, mentorship line yeah. for me. And, you know, in the bigger picture, too, like this was ultimately just about Richard Dean Anderson's personal interests. Yes. And all right, sure. let's just set this entire episode yep. in a rink. I mean, think about all of the ways we could have made this a real MacGyver episode. I mean, we could have we we have shown before that we are not afraid to uh, manufacture a very unrealistic mm -hmm. threat around uh, fairly banal circumstances. So. Yeah. Uh, there are terrorists who, for some reason, have taken an interest in this high school playoff championship yeah, they, they game. they couldn't have a bomb threat. Yeah, they couldn't right. have, like, yeah. you know, a natural disaster closing in that they only MacGyver knows how to... Yes, yeah, right. could have kidnapped <laughs> something. him. Uh, give us something that he has to, like, use his wits for. But, like, we're so used to seeing MacGyver totally cool and calm under pressure diffusing a bomb he's downright angry most of this episode because yes. he's got he's doing the high school hockey coach thing and so every time the kid like starts to get violent or starts to play like an asshole he gets mad and like hot-headed as a coach and it doesn't look good on macgyver like to do that you know no, and he has those down him... moments where he's very sweet and he cares about the sportsmanship and all that but when he's on the rink in a tie by the way which is also very on macgyver it all feels very much like why are we watching macgyver scream at kids yeah <laughs> he's, it doesn't feel like macgyver he's first of all he's in a suit for most of the episode yeah. he is screaming and trying to give motivational speeches and <laughs> he is not the screaming motivational speech guy he is the let right. me pull you aside and tell you something yeah, right. uh you know real quiet kind of guy and yeah. so uh, just the anger did not oh, work on he, him i know um a bunch of things i noticed um uh, his also his minnesota accent comes out a little yes. bit more this episode which is funny um the kid i wrote the kid hasn't had a line yet i think we were 14 minutes into the episode before the kid actually spoke they just set up and set up and set up this situation like oh he's a good player but he's got he's hot-headed oh there's these uh, scouts that are after him oh but he's ruining the team but he blah 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 and this kid is shown a bunch of times but he doesn't get a chance to speak for himself uh, uh, until like 15 minutes into the episode no it's really the dad speaking yeah. for him who by him. the way is dressed like a cartoon of a betting <laughs> like a betting guy at a track like, <laughs> he's got the like little radio the, gruff, and the, hat. the crime yeah, dog yeah. commercial like it, it totally. it's just like the most so dumb like the costumes were cartoonish also the the nhl guys costuming too was yeah. just like all right i just look like a shady character a lot of white guys who look shady um uh also in one episode, I heard the words, the, the names Johnson, Henderson, Thompson, like these phony ass white guys sort of yes. names just take me out of it. Because it's like, if you're trying to make this a grounded reality, man, don't, don't name anybody Henderson ever. Like that's, <laughs> there are surely people who named Henderson, but not as many as like fictional TV shows would have you believe. Yes. Um, uh, the, for whatever reason, the, the, the highest stakes situation is when he finally actually hurts somebody on the ice. Right. And when this kid's 
head hits the ice and he's like unconscious. The guy comes skating out, the, whoever it is, I don't know who it is, some rando with one line, and he looks up and goes, better call the paramedics. And it's like, I love a one-liner uh, character like that where it's like, clearly, got to get this guy on. He's somebody's son. That was, I mean, I do feel like, it was not super necessary for that kid to get that hurt for us it's, to get the why point. Why is it almost a coma? You know? Why is it always a full ass coma? Like, why? <laughs> and he's going to be paralyzed, maybe, and like, yeah, it's yeah. Always they could have gotten their point across um, really, really easily. Yeah. Um, not almost killing. This I mean, kid. obviously, I appreciate that they were trying to raise the stakes because there are no stakes in this whole fucking thing. But um, there's a lot of lot of yelling between you know my guy, uh, the, the the father and the son. We have this father son fight that's like downright cartoony and very like after school special. And then he th- finally the kid like tips the whole trophy case over as this like metaphor yeah. for like I don't want to do this anymore, mm-hmm. Dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very stupid. Yeah, very varsity blues. I don't yeah. want your life. <laughs> right. Um. right. Um, uh, love the name Turk Donner for a coach name. That's fucking Turk hilarious. Turk is, is an <laughs> underrated name in general. Yeah. I think more people should be named Turk. That's a good name. Um, uh, very that's good a name. good TV name. Also, more people on TV named Turk than yep, in real please. life. Yeah, right. Of course. But I love it. Um, uh, they, they, at least the doctor was a female <laughs> character. Hey. I'll take it. I'll, I will take it. And yep. she was not a love interest. So, right, good. Right. Um, at the very end, the kid finally apologizes to the whole team for being a jerk. And he says, I'm sorry. And uh, I love the sorry because that's like the little betrayal that we're filming this in Canada. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm sorry, guys. I mean, where do you think they were going to find mm-hmm. young actors who yep. could also skate? <laughs> well, like, where yes. do you think the pool of that right, uh, right. particular group is going to come I, from? I love that, like, these little Vancouver touches now that we're in Vancouver this season where we get those little, like, little Canadian touches where it's like, oh, this oh, is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the fact that they're doing a hockey episode in general yeah. it's like all right, in Minnesota. well we have right. all these guys around here right. who can actually like skate right. and do this sure. and and be believable as hockey players so yeah right. let's totally. do it um even the guy calling the games i was like this is definitely a real sportscaster uh and i looked him up and of course he is he was like a long-running sports announcer on, on the cbc for like mm-hmm. every sport um looks the part sounds the part um, really brought the only credibility to the whole episode was like him <laughs> calling the game and everything with these giant ass vintage as a person who works in radio you must have appreciated the headset he was wearing I love I <laughs> that he was the best part of the episode yeah. in my opinion um, I did have questions around the stakes and the kind of budget for a high school tournament yeah, and like right. for a minute I was like wait are we at the college level are we at the high school level like I I was a little confused but ultimately who gives a shit um so it's fine (laughs) but uh but yeah i was like i don't know because like i've kept score at a a high school baseball game and um you know the the standards are not super high for the announcers if there even is one right they're not at a yeah national broadcasting level yeah right yeah yeah yeah. uh we always like to check in with the recycled actor count, um, which stands at four right now. We've seen four actors come back in this season that we've seen in previous seasons. Um, we are going to see a bunch of these people more. I think this is the season of 
seeding actors that we will then see in future huh. seasons again. So I, I feel like the count this season should have been people we will see again because that is that's a that's skyrocketing that count. Um, Turk Donner, the coach, we're going to see him one more time in another role. Uh, I mentioned a Thompson, we'll see him two more times. The doctor, the female doctor, we'll see three more times. Uh, and whoever Tony Ellis is, another white guy name, we'll see two more times. So a bunch of these people are coming back, and it doesn't get better after this either. Uh, so um, <laughs> well, I look forward to not recognizing them um yeah, and which <laughs> yeah. i never do yep. i never ever do especially like the day players like you don't recognize those people um it's when they use like a villain again as no, another villain, villain or a is hero funny when yeah. when all of a sudden the villain is now like part of the team that's part yeah. of you know the response team or whatever totally. you're yeah, like yeah. uh what? what's happening yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, a recycled villain in the way of Murdoch that we love. We oh, love totally. the same character keep them, coming yes, back. Yes, keep yeah. the same characters coming back. But definitely. Um, but yes, I did not miss. Uh, I did not miss Pete in this one. I. But I. I mean, I was just falling asleep. I wish I'd known about this uh, 1.75 thing. Is there anything else we need to talk about with this one before we get to scoring it? I, I think we need to score it. I think we need to score this one um, on a scale of one to ten. I'll go first. I. I gave this a three. Okay. Um, this is like one of the most skippable, unwatchable, boring <laughs> ass. There's not a single. The only MacGyverism in it is when he, to make a connection with the kid's dad, takes a spring out of a flashlight mm -hmm. and puts it into a car part just to show how he can fix things. And they use that as a big metaphor for fixing problems with relationships and stuff. Uh, what do you give this on a scale of one to ten? I agree with you. I also gave yeah. it a three. All right. I mean, it's a it's. I, I appreciate that they wanted to try to tell like this in, intimate story with like relationship stakes and stuff. It's it's tough because like I know that in subsequent seasons, a lot of the criticism around MacGyver is that it got too preachy. Because mm -hmm. obviously, I remember some of the m um, later season episodes more because I was older when I saw mm -hmm. them at first. At first, and so. I remember that that MacGyver, it, the, the MacGyver who like used to volunteer at like kids, you know, youth centers. And like there was a lot of preachiness around like getting kids off of drugs and into yeah, constructive very like special of the like, week type yeah. of like he, this is the lesson. It was almost like they took, you know, the whole thing where like Indiana Jones is a is a professor. And yes. then he also is a guy who just runs around the mm -hmm. world fixing things and, you know, and getting into scrapes and adventures. They tried to kind of like in later seasons turn him into like when he's around town, when he's home he's like helping the kids and doing mm -hmm. and doing like stuff that like basically betters the world uh, on a local community level and then when he goes off and you know does his adventures he's like a different macgyver who has like all these skills um and i can kind of see us headed in that direction with this episode where it's like oh it's like all about like hitting you over the head with what a good guy macgyver yeah. is and how he really cares about the kids right and i think they're very self-conscious at this point that like this is a family show it's a fucking family show yeah. and like everybody loves to see macgyver kick ass and do cool shit but like it's almost like the network is like Families are tuning into this, you know, with their right. eight-year-old kids. Not, not violence and explosions and everything 24-7. Right. Right. And also, like, this is what he's choosing to do with his free time, which is just to go right. coach this hockey yeah. team. So I feel like, yeah, that's the Help kind of thing his we're going to see more of. He's yeah. helping. He's, you know... He's like a do-gooder, but also has a day job where he, you know, fixes nuclear power plants. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. I apologize to anyone who watched this episode in preparation for listening to this podcast. Um, and now you know that there's a Google Google Chrome extension that can make your life easier. Do it. Um, uh, I can't wait to get to the next episode and ask you about that one uh, and how you watched that. But do you have anything to plug before we get going? Um, people can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Annie M. Russell. Um, nice. And... 
I... That's all I want to say. You can, <laughs> you can check out Vermont Comedy Club at VT Comedy, and you can uh, listen to my other podcast, The Corporation, if you like. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check out our website, themacgyverpod.com, all our socials. It's all at The MacGyver Pod. If you want to watch old episodes of the show along with us, you can check them out on Paramount Plus or Amazon Prime or Pluto TV. And next week, we're going to be covering Season 3, Episode 14, The Odd Triple. Take care, everybody. And remember, in the immortal words of our buddy Mac... Friends are the adventures of life.